How many of you baboons are organ donors? Let's see a raise of hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hand. I'm raising mine. I used to be an organ donor, but I'm not anymore, so I'm going to put my hand down. Uh, when I started eating edibles a little bit ago, I would get these, uh, I would have these visions, I guess, of just like this terrible nightmare happening. And now I refuse to be an organ donor. It's just another giant fear of mine. Um, I ride a motorcycle, so if I get into a motorcycle accident, like this scene's going to look hairy already. It's going to look fucking bad. So if the paramedics arrive on the scene and they see me sprawled out and they're, they're, they're going to think I'm dead right off the bat. They're going to think I'm dead because even when I'm alive right now, I kind of look like I'm dead. I'm very pale white, like a vampire. Uh, my breath is bad. I got yellow jaundice in my eyes. So when they come to this scene, my nose bleeds from time to time. When they arrive to the scene, like what if they start preemptively you know, just like playing operation and, and like trying to harvest the organs, trying to get them real quick so they stay fresh, you know? Like, hey, man, I'm fucking, st I'm still alive, dude. That's my liver. And he's just like, where's that spleen just digging around in me? Yeah, I can't do it anymore, man. That would be my luck, dude. I'd be like, I'm, st uh, I'm still alive. I'm still alive and you are in me. You are in me and not a good sexual way. You are in me, sir. Sir, relax. Just count down from 10. Just count down from 10. That's what they always say. But um, what's up, everyone? Happy to be back. It's been a couple days. Uh, hope your weekend was good. Um, we got some new changes to the podcast. As you can see, it says Season 7, Episode 1. I mean, you know, I, I like to break it up into seasons because I change things. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Thank you all for being here and listening to the podcast and supporting it. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. Um, let me go ahead and tell you the uh, the layout, the lay of the land, if you will, for the new the new season moving forward. Um, you know, as the episodes continue, uh, the podcast will will hopefully evolve further and further. So we're going to be starting off with a little introduction, and then I want to kind of get into daily events and just like my take on things. And, and hopefully we get some uh, responses back from you so it can be a collaborative effort, I guess, kind of make it like a, a network, you know, a community. So I'll lay out some, uh, some media that's going on and then I'll talk about it. Hopefully I get some responses back from you guys and uh, we'll, we can have a, a further discussion on the next episode. After the media, the daily events, um, I'm going to read a book passage. Oh, man. Dude, this sounds gay. You lost me at book passage, dude. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? I, listen, man, there are so many amazing writers out there and people with such good stories that I hate to botch it. I hate to botch it. I come on here sometimes and I tell you the book I'm reading, but I, like verbatim, I can't. I can't like lay it out how they do when it's so fucking good sometimes. So it'll just be like a page or so, but I just want to, what's important to me and I think will be important to you guys. I want to read that, you know, just a little something and then uh, talk about that for a little bit. And then at the end of it, you know, we'll get into uh, some listener comments and that's kind of what I want to do for season seven. That's just the, uh, the lay of the land, I guess. So, you know, 
without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it, right? So what happened today, right? All over the news, there was a, uh, a Texas mall shooting. And uh, this seems to be more frequent. I, I read that there were nine dead, including the gunman. And I was reading the, the summary of what happened. Like, so devastating, right? It's so devastating. And there's, there's nothing more I enjoy than when I'm reading like this, this horrible act that happened. And right in the middle of reading is a fucking ad. An ad to try out the new Sour Patch Kids because they're new and they're delicious. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Like these people don't have a soul. Right in the middle of reading about like like the horrific scene and what these these family members are probably going through and what the uh, the people who survived like the PTSD they're gonna have, and all of a sudden I see try our new Sour Patch Kids because they're they're delicious. Click here for a 10% discount. How many of you guys see that shit? When you're reading something and then all of a sudden ad pops out. Dude, it's crazy. It's getting ridiculous, man. We're just consumers. It bothers the shit out of me. Good Lord. But let's move away from that. I was, um, I took the liberty and I looked at some stats because I was really curious about this. I wanted to look at the stats for texting while driving and then i wanted to see what the stats were for mass shootings you know because i feel like both of these could be prevented it's such like such a horrible way to go like these can be prevented and i was actually i was like so shocked when i saw the statistics so what do you do you think that that there would be more mass shooting deaths like deaths not not people that got shot and survived, but actual deaths. Do you think there are more mass shooting deaths? Or do you think that there are more texting while driving deaths? What do you think? I'll give you a second to kind of ponder that in your head. It's actually quite stunning. So there are 400 deaths per texting and driving. And in 2022, there have been 637 deaths in mass shootings. I thought it was going to be the deaths in uh, texting while driving kind of by like a fairly large margin than these mass shootings. But no, the mass shootings up by a couple hundred with the, the texting and driving. That's fucking crazy to me, man. That is such a, such a sad way to go, man. Just for both, dude. Texting... Like, you're looking down, like, why couldn't you just wait, dude? And we're all so addicted to our phone. Uh, like, I would be a liar if I said I didn't do that. Of course I do. But the place I don't do it is on my motorcycle. I think, dude, I wish we still had, like, I wish everyone had to learn manual, like, stick shift cars. There is no way in hell you you can text message while doing that, while operating that vehicle. Like, cars are getting way too easy to drive. They fucking drive themselves now man and until that is mastered like dude people are getting way too comfortable right and they'll just like be fucking watching a movie watching oceans 11 12 and 13 while partially driving and then i have to worry while i'm on my motorcycle if this person's like paying attention to the road or not so i don't know man i was thinking like is there a way that you can just like 
deactivate the phone when people get into their car. Like there's this like field around it that just like like an EMP, right? Just like turns it off, turns your phone off. Like you can't use it while you're driving. Fucking drive, but then you need GPS and there's like a whole bunch of shit. It's a complicated situation, man. I'd love to know if anyone has uh some thoughts on that, like how to mitigate these these um deaths per texting driving. I'm sure you guys are smart. I, I've been pondering it, but I don't know. It's complicated. It's very complicated. But as far as the uh the mass shootings, dude, six hundred and thirty seven deaths. And please feel free to to hit me up and let me know what you think about guns or think about what's going on in the, the current day and age. Uh, 847-219-2714 or thecuriositychamber at gmail.com. Let's open it up to the community. I really want to hear from you guys. But um, what I was thinking about these mass shootings, that there needs to be psychological testing before getting a gun. That should be a no-brainer. Like There should be in-person evals because from looking at the uh, the majority of shooters, dude, you just be like, yeah. Okay, I, you can see something is like a little off. Why the fuck does this person have a gun? So, I, like, I was pondering this idea, dude. If you were, if you brought them, like, people that that buy a gun or that are applying for their FOID card, and you brought them into a room and kind of have like this, basically a a podcast, you know, scenario, like that kind of layout, like a long conversation a long drawn out conversation i'm sure like answers will be revealed that need to be revealed and whether this person should be able to own a gun or not we should start implementing that a podcast type interview and then implement these into like real world real world cases you know you can give fake answers on a personality test you know like 30 questions standard about a personality test you can completely fake that I fake that for fucking jobs, dude. Like, we're, I think, like, what does the employee or what does the employer want to hear from me? And you can just kind of mark that up. That's such bullshit. But, you know, you can give fake answers on, a, like, a, a five-minute interview person to person as well. Like, I do that on dates, dude. Like, if I'm on a first date, I'll lie the whole fucking way through that first date. It's not hard. But if you have this layout, of like a podcast type interview, like getting to like some serious talking, maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours in some cases. Like, dude, you will, you will reveal some shit. And it just seems like it's so easy for people to get guns, dude. Why? Why is it so easy? And man, but... It's so complicated. All these things are complicated, man, because I'm pro-gun, but I think there needs to be a hell of a lot more um, like background checks and security checks before giving a person a gun. However, like what happens if they have the gun and then they snap and then something goes wrong? That's the other part, dude. Oh my goodness, it's, it's so strange. Uh, the reason why I'm pro-gun is because I feel like if if Americans had their guns taken away, that the government would try some ill shit, ill-mannered shit. 
and they would move in and implement all of these new laws. And I guess you can say I'm kind of paranoid, but that's just what I see happening, man. If they get rid of our arms, like what, who's to stop them then? You know, they won't have any fear and they can just do as they please. And that really wigs the hell out of me because North Korea did the same shit. I think Australia did the same shit. In North Korea, obviously, there's a dictatorship, but um, one of the Kim Jong-uns, one of the the old founders, I guess, and this is out of my, my expertise, but I, I did enough reading. And what happened was, is they said, the dictators, if you give us your land, we will make sure that everybody gets fed, that everybody is taken care of. So there's no like, there's no classes. Everyone is equal, right? Sounds okay, I guess. But what happened? They gave up their land and the dictators fucked them. The government fucked them. People are starving like you wouldn't fucking believe, dude. Rats are literally eating people out there. Because people are dying from starvation, the rats are eating the people and the rats are getting big. How do I know this? There was a... uh a person that escaped North Korea. She was on the Joe Rogan podcast and she was just telling these horrific stories, dude, like surreal stories, just real wild, dude. But that's kind of where my paranoia um, stands, I guess. And there's, there's multiple cases like that throughout history in different countries. So I'm really hesitant to give up full control of guns, but that's how I feel. You know, I want to hear from you guys. Let me know what you think. Um, this is an open conversation. People don't hate me. Don't hate me. Uh, rest in peace to all the people that lost their lives in mass shootings. And especially today at the mall, just trying to kick it and go to the mall and buy some shit. Now you have to worry about getting shot in the back by a fucking AR 15 or something like, dude, that is nuts, man. That is nuts. So scary. Like, they're all bad, but the school ones just hit. It's a place to learn, man. It's a place to learn. Like, we shouldn't have to fear for our lives. Why? Well, I just don't understand why it keeps happening. Um, Obviously, there's, like, mental illness that comes into play as well. I think that's a giant deal that the uh, the mental care in this country is just, like, basically non-existent. Um, sad to see, man. There's so much homelessness, too, and it's just, like, if you're in that situation, you probably feel like everyone gave up on you. You know, I think I think sometimes we have to try and look at it as hard as it may be from the, the shooter's point of view, and... I mean, what I always say is I'm like, just take your own life, dude. Why, why bring in innocent people? But it goes back to what I mentioned before, dude, about like how there's a, uh, the villain and the superhero, like they were both hurt. They were both hurt at the very beginning of their lives. It's just what you do with that. The superhero wants to make sure that no one gets hurt like he did. And then the, uh, the villain takes it out on the, on the world. Oh, you hurt me. I'm going to fucking hurt you back tenfold bitch that's how it goes so it's what you do man it's what you do with that hurt and yeah i just want everyone to be the best best version of themselves whatever that means um 
that sucks. I hate reading about that, but let's go ahead and move on with the uh, this passage from a book. Um, I've been mentioning this one for a little bit, and shout out to uh, my friend Father Bach. Her name will not be fully mentioned until I think it's uh, okay to do so. She may actually come on the podcast, and then she will be revealed. Easter egg, if you listen to, uh, I mentioned her in a uh, couple podcasts ago, so if you go back, you can find out who it is. Um, The happiest man on earth. We're just going to read a passage, and uh, that'll be it. So bear with me. Oh, man, dude, this is so gay. This dude's about to read a book to me? Man, this is so gay. It's not. It's fine. Our life in Brussels was not perfect, but we were alive. You have to try to be happy with what you've got. Life is wonderful if you're happy. Don't look on the other side of the fence. You will never be happy if you look at your neighbor and make yourself sick with jealousy. We weren't rich, but we had enough. And let me tell you, just to have food on the table after starving in the snow for years was wonderful. After we were married... We had a beautiful apartment with a view of Belvedere Castle. It was small, but what a pleasure it was to have that view. You don't need a castle of your own when you have that view. The view is the best part. And I would not want to live in a castle, even if I could, too much to clean. Other people around us had more money. This guy drives a Mercedes. This man has a diamond watch. So what? We did not need a car. We bought a tandem bicycle. We could ride together. Of course, I looked at it and saw how it could be improved, and I put two little motors on the cycling to do the cycling for us. When we were on level ground, I switched on one motor, and when we were uphill, I switched on two. That was enough for us. What a miracle it is to be alive and to hold my beautiful baby, my beautiful wife. If you had told me while I was being tortured and starved in the concentration camps that soon I would be so lucky, I would have never believed you. In time, my wife became much more than my wife. She became my best friend. Love saved me. My family saved me. It's just beautiful, man. That guy was fucking in a concentration camp on death's door. Saw his family die. His mom His dad literally saw them being taken away to the crematory. Horrible. God, so I hope those words mean something to you. They mean a lot to me. And, um, you know, the other uh, portion of this is reading uh, viewer comments, but we'll we'll save that for next time. Um, Hope everyone's doing well. Thank you so much for listening. And I love all of you. Appreciate it. Everyone have a great start of your week. Uh, Tomorrow's Monday, and I hope that story and this new uh, layout of the podcast isn't too boring. All right? We're going to try it. All right. Everyone, peace out. Thanks.